Welcome to another episode of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Good news, bad news. Bad news first. Growth comes from learning, which is a lifelong endeavor. Good news. Growth comes from learning, which is a lifelong endeavor. At the Money Nerve Academy, we hold space to explore, navigate, discover, and heal your relationship with money. With our online course, Mastering the Emotions of Money, you can get in touch with your fears, blocks, and beliefs around money so that you can become more aware of your current financial story. By understanding why you do what you do with your money, you can create a different ending to your financial story than the one currently taking place. Check out themoneynerve.com and start mastering your emotions of money. Well, I am delighted today because we have an awesome guest, as we always do. Um, I have with us Michelle Molitor. Yes, that is yes, me. That's Michelle <laughs> at uh, M-O-L-I-T-O-R for anybody that wants to just get it perfectly right. Um, Michelle is the founder and CEO of Nectar Consulting, and she's the co-author of the best-selling book, Breakthrough Healing. She helps catalyze shifts in thinking and eliminate mental and emotional blocks to rapidly rewire your brain for greater confidence and success. Her passion for helping others, amplifying their natural talents, and expanding their leadership is conveyed through all her aspects, through all aspects of her work and writing. Michelle, it's great to have you, and I'm so excited about our conversation that's coming up. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Bob. I'm excited to be here. So, so let me ask you this. How did you get where you are? And is it because you did everything perfect that it all just lined up and uh, you decided, oh, I'm going to help other people and I'm going to write a book? And here I am. Oh, yes. I am the picture of perfection, Bob. Oh, there no, you go. I'm, I'm, I am perfectly imperfect. And um, it's been kind of like um, a, a, a bit of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride from time to time along ah, this path. Okay. Um, so I have been an executive coach and rapid rewire expert now. Um, for 19 years, just had my 19th business anniversary this past Saturday. Awesome. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, in my previous career, I was in web development. I was a creative director at a fancy hot, uh, hot.com uh, firm here nice. in the San Francisco Bay Area. And essentially, I got bullied out of my job. <laughs> and it was pretty devastating. Um, it really crushed my confidence yeah. and left me in kind of a puddle of muddle. Like, gosh, what do I do now? And at that point, the coaching industry was very new. And my uncle and his wisdom said, why don't you get a coach? They have these things called re, um, uh, career coaches. Now I was like, okay, great. Where do I find one? <laughs> so right. I, my friend Google helped me find my first coach and, um, in the process of being Coach Bob, I actually discovered my real calling and passion and purpose. So yeah. um, I went on to get trained and certified um, as a as a coach and started my company, Nectar Consulting, in 2001. So I've been awesome. doing it um, ever since then and, you know, bumbling away in the dark sometimes, figuring out as I went. And... Through all of that time, I've been quite a seeker, always trying to find better, stronger, faster ways of being a good human, right? Yeah. And being a better coach for, for my, my clients. And we all have our stuck spots, 
right? right? And some we know about and some we don't know about. And I right. knew I had some that I still couldn't quite get at no matter what I tried. And I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> right. And and in that quest, I, I came across the work of a, a world-renowned therapist um, by the name of Marissa Peer, who um, has developed this um, methodology called Rapid Transformational Therapy, or RTT for short. And in doing some work with Marissa, um, I was able to literally, in a matter of weeks, eliminate the blocks and bugs in my subconscious that I've been trying to get at for almost 20 years. Wow. So when she started training people in her methodology, I was like, yes, pick me. (laughs) Pick me. (laughs) And went on to get uh, certified with her. I've incorporated RTT with my coaching and what I call my rapid rewiring program, right? So essentially... Um, over a matter of 30 days, I work with someone um, combining RTT with my coaching to get at those um, stubborn subconscious blocks that we carry around that create the blinders, um, you know, oftentimes around money, right? Our beliefs that we inherited from our family um, and move those out of the way and literally rewrite them at a um, neurologically in your brain at a neural pathway level so that People can then thrive and let go of things that no longer serve them and get on with doing the good stuff that they're here to do. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. And I'm curious, is that similar to neurolinguistic programming? Is I, I don't know if you're familiar with an NLP, um, but that's that's sort of what resonates for me is because I'm familiar with NLP and it, it, it incorporates NLP Great. RTT incorporates NLP neurolinguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. and hypnosis all inside of one two hour session essentially. Awesome. Right. Awesome. And, and so it's really powerful. And I've, I, as I've said, I've done a lot of different types of modalities to get my own stuff out of the way Yeah, and hands down, this has been the most powerful methodology that I've used and in using it now with, you know, hundreds of clients from around the world, it creates amazing shifts for people both emotionally and physically in a very short period of time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody today and we were talking about grandparents growing up in the depression and things like that. And I thought, you know, a hundred years ago, people just did what they did. Right. And they, uh, they reacted how they reacted and they didn't like, that's just how I am. And here we are today looking at, uh, the programming of our brain and the rewiring and recognizing that we have the ability to go back and rewire and, and have a different outcome, which is so awesome. Right. I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it's, there's so much validation and proof that, that this stuff works. And so, you know, when people are stuck in their story, it's like, it's a story and you can actually have a different ending. Um, if you're willing, if you're willing, uh, so that's, so that's super exciting. Now, were you thinking about all this when you were six years old? Or did you, <laughs> what were you thinking at six? And were you thinking about money? And were you thinking about a better world? What, what was going on at six for Michelle? Um, so I was very fortunate to grow up in a, a kind and loving family. I was never without, right? Um, and I'm the youngest of, of three. Cool. My sister's the oldest, my brother's in the middle, and, and there I am, the baby. And... 
My parents have been entrepreneurs and business partners for their 60 plus years of marriage. And at that young period in my life, you know, they were they were building their businesses and, mm-hmm. and expanding their affluence. And so the relationship of, with money that I have is very different than what my sister did mm. because of where my parents were in the building of their businesses. Right. Yeah. And it's it took me a long time to figure this out, too, Bob like a long time. And Marissa's work was instrumental in having a massive shift and aha around this. Um, And it blew my mind when I figured it out because basically in hindsight, I can see now that um, my sister who I love dearly and is a lovely, lovely human being um, at that point in life, she would, anytime I would get something, whether, you know, my, I would go shopping with my mom and whether it was a, a this or that or whatever, um, I could see the pattern now that she would actually shame me for the thing that I received. Right. Right. Which um, had me learn very early on and collapsed that if you have too much, then you won't be loved. Right. And all I wanted was to be loved. Right. right? That's all. We, that's all we ever want. I think that's right? all we want. Right. Right. And so, through many many years of my career, I would continually I would get to a certain point in my success, and then I would self sabotage, and my finances would would tumble. Right. Mm-hmm. And this would happen time and time and time again. And what I was finally able to resolve was, oh, money has nothing to do with love and love has nothing to do with money. Right. Um, but my six year old brain had those two collapsed. And so I was able to pull them apart. Great. And literally within weeks, um, m- my business was transformed. It's it's pretty astonishing when, you, wow. when I am able to look back at it. That's so awesome. I just think so many people don't realize that we make decisions as five and six-year-olds that impact the rest of our lives, and maybe five and six-year-olds shouldn't be making those decisions. And well, they don't know any better, Bob. They don't know any better. They know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's good to get an update at some point and let your adult person come in and and make some choices and heal that childhood. point of view or, or just give it a different reference point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, how often do we get a new phone? How often do we upgrade our computer? How do we, how often do we upgrade our software? We do it every, every couple of years, right? Yeah. But if you think about your brain as your software, how often do you upgrade your brain software? How do you, how often do you upgrade the beliefs that you inherited, you adopted, you took on when you were itty bitty and you haven't you haven't changed it. This worldview that looks a certain way yeah. of you know I have to struggle around money or there's not enough money. Um, you have to work really hard for money. Um, all sorts of beliefs that we get from our parents, our grandparents, mm-hmm. literally passed to us at a cellular level. Yeah, right. We have cellular memory in our bodies, and so we don't even know that. Oftentimes, that's the that's the water we're swimming in. Right. Right. It's just the atmosphere, the energy that we were raised in that creates those beliefs until one day we're like, why do I keep banging my head against this wall? <laughs> How can I stop banging my head against this wall? And it's really a matter of identifying 
those underlying beliefs that we do have around money and go, oh, huh, maybe that doesn't really work for me anymore. Maybe I should change that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. When you did the work, um, did you discover anything in terms of money that you had picked up from your parents that you unconsciously were carrying forward? Like, you know, that it has to be hard or that, you know, I know you picked up that piece from your sister of, uh, you, you know, you're going to get shamed when you get too much of a good thing. Um, but was there anything else that like, oh my gosh, I didn't like an aha moment uh, of some stuff that you had been carrying from teenage years to, to your 20s? Well, you know, it, as I as I said, I as the as the baby, the family, you got um, everything. I, I, <laughs> I had more creature comforts than my sister did at that same age. Right. right? Um, and my parents were just doing what they were doing. I've right. I've, I've learned um, one of those aha moments was, oh, my mother's love language is giving gifts. Right. Right. You know, you've got the five love languages. Yeah. Um, and one of them, you know, we've got acts of service, gifts, um, words of appreciation, quality time. And there's another one that I can't think of at the moment. But, you know, that was her love language. Yeah. And and so it was like, oh, you gave me this thing. Thank you. Right. And and so like, oh, I received that love only then to have it made wrong time after time after time after time, right? right. Um, and so then it, it created a, a question mark, right, of is is that love valuable or is it true? And, right. and so it created some question marks for me. Um, you know, I know my parents love me. They're wonderful human beings. Um, and just learning how to understand their perspectives on money mm-hmm. versus mine versus my sisters versus my brother. They're all different, which right. is what's so fascinating, right? How we grow up in the same house and have, and we different, all have different experiences. Perspectives. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I've got four siblings and we all have a completely different experience. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't remember. We all just saw different parts of the elephant. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You know, it's a big elephant. It's a big elephant. Um, do you, are there any uh, financial choices that you've made in the past that you really like, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. Like any financial regret where you made a decision, it felt good at the moment or you weren't conscious of what you're doing and looking back, ah, I could have done that differently. Yeah, actually, um, I, I moved here to the Bay Area in 2000 from Atlanta. I got, you know, hired quickly. We're going to move you across the country for this new job or IPOing the week you start. We got to get you on board. Right. Um, so I owned a house in, um, Atlanta. And then after all the turmoil that happened with, um, my dot-com career, I decided to start my own company. Right. The thought of literally handing my resume to any corporation as a coach, petrified me, like terrified me. I'm like, I'll just start my own company. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. I'll figure it out. Literally. (laughs) That sounds easier to me than to trying to go work for somebody else. Yeah. So in the process of bootstrapping my own company, I thought, well, let me, um, let me sell my house 
And then I can use that money to help me bootstrap my company. And in hindsight, I see now that particularly in the Bay Area, right, um, it would have been much wiser for me to take that money and immediately have purchased a a house here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) And then use the equity in the house to bootstrap the company. Um, But because of another one of my limiting beliefs that I grew up with was I have to figure it out all by myself. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. I always felt kind of like the black sheep in my family yeah. for some of the mention the the reasons I've already mentioned, um, and so my fear of being judged by my family mm-hmm. um, didn't have me go and ask them for advice. Yeah, right. I should have. Um, it would have been a lot smarter for me to take that equity and put it into something new, and um, I would probably be living in a very different house now. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I figured it out as I went and, mm-hmm. it, and I made it work. Um, and that's something that I would have done differently. Awesome. Let me ask you this, because we're talking about that. Do you see that a lot with the clients that you work with? This, uh, this fear of asking for help, asking for support, asking like, I, I, and, and, and how do you help people with that? Cause I think people listening, um, I think a lot of us feel like uh, I don't want to bother anybody or my question's stupid or I got to do this on my own. Like what, what would you say to those people? Well, I do see that a lot, right? Because of everyone's unique individual life um, experiences, there might be fear, there might be shame, there might be um, all sorts of emotions tied to asking for help. Right. Um, And And so to them, to all of you, I say, um, there is no shame in asking for help. We all need help. We, we're all in this together. We can't do anything on our own. If you, if you really think about it, like this computer, this microphone, everything was built by many hands. Right. Right. Many people and many hands brought this thing to life, which allows us to connect in this way. It's, it's quite amazing and mind blowing if you think about it for too long. Yeah, and yeah. so being able to reach out for for help from someone who has the tools and the insights to share with you, so that you can get past the suffering and get on to thriving. And yeah. isn't that what you really want, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this: when you, when you when you said that, I was thinking about the fact that I find so many people forget that they're allowed to actually have pleasure when they get success. Right. That like we just have to get there and it's got to be hard. And and I got all the money in the bank and I've got my promotion and I got the car. Uh, Oh, and I get to have pleasure and enjoy it. And I I think that sometimes gets skipped over for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, I am. That reminds me of a time and this was several years ago now. It was a Friday afternoon. I was up in Berkeley. I had taken myself out to lunch. I was having some cider. And I was sitting and reading a book in the sunshine, right, at a, a favorite little spot in Berkeley. And next to me were two gentlemen who uh, worked at the university, University of Berkeley. Um, and the one gentleman was retiring. It was his last day. And he's like, now I can finally enjoy my life. 
Oh, wow. Like he was leaving that night to move to Arizona or something. And he's like, now I can find after working for the university for 30 years. Wow. And I, you know, I kind of leaned in. I'm like, wow, congratulations. I overheard that you retired, you know, and we had a little chat and I was I was so astonished and it made me really sad. Like, yeah. wow, you've waited 30 years to actually live. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so the the whole point of living is to, I think, to be able to do what you love and love what you do and to get paid well for it in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. And so figuring out what that is that brings you joy, that fills your cup Right. That gives your heart and your soul purpose. That's that's the the path and and figuring out how to do that with greater joy so that you can live life and, and, and do the other things that that bring you joy as well. What brings you joy? What brings you pleasure in in living your life now instead of waiting Sure. Um, for me, it's very simple things. Um, for example, I have a hummingbird feeder attached to my window here in my in my office, and seeing the hummingbirds come and dance and and sip nectar every day is, you know, it, it is pure joy. I go out yeah. and I work in my garden. I um, read a good book. I go visit with friends when we're not in COVID lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I go hiking. Um, I have, you know, uh, a menagerie of some cats and a bird that bring me a whole lot of joy and, and awesome. giggles. Um, so it's a lot of different things, you know, yeah. um, simple things doesn't, doesn't necessarily cost a lot, but it's just taking time to pause and be present in the moment. You know, I find great joy from just being outside in nature and, um, watching the birds and, and, you know seeing what there is to see that mother nature has created for us today. No, that's so awesome. I'm curious if nectar uh, in your company name comes from the nectar of the birds or if that's just in coincidental. No, actually I appreciate you asking that because it um, actually came to me in a dream. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first was exploring coaching and becoming a coach, um, I was visiting with a colleague in Sausalito to ask questions and I, wandered into an art gallery after that. And I discovered this painting by an, um, an artist named Daniel Merriam and it's called like honey to a bee. Mm. And it's this amazing watercolor painting of a, a Victorian house coming up uh, out of the middle of a white rose bush. And it has, I call them butter bees. They're giant butterflies with bumblebee bodies. Okay. And it's very romantic and it's just beautiful. And it really, struck me and it had to come home with me <laughs> nice. hangs in my living room to this day. And the, it, it really inspired the name nectar because bees go from flower to flower yeah. and they extract the pollen, they extract the nectar, the essence of that flower. And then they take it back to the hive, to the community. Yeah. And it's that honey that then feeds them to do their work in the world. Yeah. Right. And so I like to think that I'm the bee and I help extract the essence from my clients, help them see the beauty that they are and and help them find the work that feeds their soul and to do their good work in the world. 
That's awesome. I like it because also nectar, I always think of as sort of sweet, but it's also necessary and it's nourishment um, and it's like essence of life. So it is. It, and, it's, yeah. And bees have been around for a very, very long time. And, yes. you know, there's a, there's so many good things that are tied to bees and honey and nectar. And yeah, so it's it's yeah. funny because my my logo has a large drop of nectar and i've had this necklace which is the same shape um Ah. for many many years long before i even started my company i was like oh look at that i yeah i don't know how i did that but i did there you go simpatico (laughs) simpatico (laughs) um so let me ask you a, a personal question what do you love to spend money on doesn't matter what you will spend money on that because that is just a pleasure for you um so I'm a bit of a learning junkie, Bob. Okay. <laughs> I've That's always good. been a learning junkie. And so um, my idea of fun is a vacation that's wrapped up with some kind of learning opportunity. So I might go on a retreat. It's a coaching retreat. It's a business retreat. It's right. a personal development treat of some kind. So I'm meeting people. I'm learning stuff. I'm having these really cool um somatic experiences and that just that just feeds my soul yes i i like to go to relaxing places on cruises in hawaii or wherever those are lovely but i don't sit still very well yeah (laughs) and so going and doing and meeting new people that um and having new experiences that's that's really joyful for me that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I always like to do something on my vacation so I can write it off as a business expense. Well, there's that too. <laughs> oh, I can write that off. Oh, I can write that off. Uh, that's my tax <laughs> mindset that's always like deduction, deduction. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Now, what do you not like to spend a dime on? Like, ugh, like if, I, if you had to spend that money, it's painful. That's an interesting question. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not, nothing's coming to mind. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I, you know, if, if there's, if there's something that I really need, I'll figure out a way to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, I need to paint my house. Right. Um, have I done it yet? No. Right. So maybe that, that might fall into that corner. Like, yeah, and it needs to be done sooner than later. And then COVID happens. So yeah. <laughs> it, it all yeah. can get done when it gets done. Now, do you, are you a big saver? Do you have a budget? Do you look at your finances on a regular basis? Like every month or I have gotten better about that, Bob. And it took me a, it took me a hot minute to get there. Right. It took me a hot minute. Um, when I was in college, my freshman year in college, actually, my idea of budgeting, um, what and balancing my checkbook was going to the ATM machine. Right. right? I think that's true (laughs) for a lot of people. Right there. What's (laughs) right there? I need to know. And, and then I bounced a check and I got a whole earful from my mother. Uh, who, um, you know, was she and my father had multiple businesses and she was managing all the books and stuff. And she, she gave me a talking to. Um, and, and that 
I think created a lot of shame for me around mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And it took me a long time to learn how to look at my money objectively without shame, without yeah. guilt, a worry or fear and be like, you know, it's just numbers. And when you, and this is, this is a really, really important thing for all your listeners to understand. And it's a hard, it can be a hard thing, but it doesn't have to be right. When you can really understand that money is energy and emotions are emotions. They're kind of energy too. But when you have them all glommed together, that's what makes it really painful to look at your money, to manage your money, to, you worry about your money. But when you pull them apart and you're like, these are just numbers and this is the what's so of my financial situation in this moment. Um, and this is what I'm making up about it, right? Mm-hmm. When you take the, the story out of it and you're like, oh, okay, this is my financial situation and this can change, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been, you know, budgeting stuff for quite some time and I was doing it on spreadsheets and this, <laughs> you'll laugh at me. I, you know, I use QuickBooks and I have a bookkeeper and I have an accountant and, and I have people who do that because that's their passion right. and their sweet spot. It's not mine. I can do it. <laughs> what? Accounting is and not I your passion. I'm through it. Uh. But um, I actually just recently got turned on to mint.com. Okay. Which I was like, oh, look. It, it adds it all up and it, oh, isn't that fun? <laughs> so I've gotten more and more geeky about looking at my numbers and making yeah. spreadsheets lately. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, I think there's nothing wrong with being a money geek. Um, you know, I, I guess that's what I am. Uh, it's helpful. It's helpful in this world to, uh, be in touch with your money situation. Yeah. Well, the more, the more you look at it, right. The cool thing, um, with, with mint, you know, you, you put in, you know, all your bills, you put in your accounts, you put in your savings, your investments, your mortgage, whatever. And it keeps track. And then it it tells you exactly what your net worth is. Yeah. And what's, what I know, and one of the rules of the mind is, you know, what you focus on um, comes true. Right. So if you're if you're focusing on the what's working with yeah. your money, then more of what's working will start to to show up. But if you're yeah. focusing on what's not working and guilt and fear and shame around money, then you'll get more of that. Yeah. So. Um, the the healthy thing that you can do, your listeners can do is, okay, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to make a plan and like, okay, I'm going to say, even if it's $5 a day, whatever that might be for you to help shift from where you are to more and more of where you want to be. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So let me ask you this. You're doing all this amazing work, right? You're, you're working with people. You're, you're coaching people. Um, I, I hope that I'm doing the same. But for the listener out there that's saying, you know, my life's okay. Um, you know, I don't have all my bills together. I'm not exactly where I want to be. But uh, why, should, why should people want to do this work? Why should people want to step into this it's uncomfortable it's sort of painful it's can be ugly what would you say to somebody that's like i just i don't know sure well that i don't know creates kind of a fog Mm -hmm. right it creates a set of blinders 
and you walk through the world with a set of blinders on and you only see what you can see based on your beliefs, based on your, um, you know, your upbringing, um, these things that are embedded in you at a cellular level, right? And so to those who go, well, why would I want to go through the pain and the uncomfortableness of that? And I, I would say to you, well, what would your life be like if you weren't uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. What would your life be like if it was free and easy and flowed and abundance came to you without working so hard and having to push rocks uphill all the time? What would right. that be like? Would yeah. that be worth it moving through the hard parts to remove the story yeah. and have more of what you want in your life? And they go, oh, yeah, that might be good. How do we do that? <laughs> yeah, that might be good. Yeah, and I think there's also those people out there that will say, yeah, that works for everybody else, but not me. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's, with all due respect and love, that's a story mm-hmm. that you've created about yourself based on the facts and the circumstances of your life. I'm not discounting any of it. Right. And I invite them to learn how to let go of the story, the emotional charge around that, and let it rest in the past as your history, creating a neutral relationship with money so that then you can move forward more powerfully, right? Um, The folks that I work with often have some version of, I'm not enough in some way. Right. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving of money, abundance, success, love, whatever, fill in the blank, right? And that belief of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy is that story. And when you can start to recognize that story as just that, and you can learn to let go of the emotional charge around it, that's when you become empowered to move forward more effectively, more successfully, more joyfully. And that's, that's the life that, um, I wish for people to be able to live. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Let me, so I have one question final. Um, what do you want your impact to be? That's a great question. Um, my joy in the world is helping people step into their full power mm-hmm. to find their true essence, their authentic voice, and to let them be all of who they are. Right. Without having to hit their head against the brick wall as many times as I had to. Right. Right. So um, the impact that I'd like to have is that more people, one person at a time, are able to shine more brightly and experience more joy and peace of mind and well-being in their lives. That is awesome. And I, I so know that that is happening and I hope that people listening will uh, feel the call to reach out to you and, and actually have the lives they want to have instead of watching everybody else have the lives they're having. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate that. It's, um, uh, I could probably talk to you for about the next 10 hours, but, uh, uh, then, uh, then I'd have to eat and go get some nectar. So, um, where can people find you on social, on social media, on the internet, in the world? All those places out there. Yes. Um, you can always find me at Nectar Consulting, N-E-C-T-A-R Consulting.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram under Michelle Molitor or Rapid Rewire. Um, uh, you have a book? And 
You have a I book? do. Thanks for reminding me. Here's my book, Breakthrough Healing. You can find that on Amazon, right? I always forget to mention it. And um, we'll also have it embedded. Um, people can check it out um, on the post when we put up so people can go straight to Amazon and get the book. Yes. And um, if folks are interested, um, they can uh, reach out to me through my website. I have a, a wonderful free gift. I'll give you the link to okay. um, a, a, a masterclass that I did called Rapidly Rewire Your Relationship with Money. And it gives you some great tips and tools and ideas on how to shift your thinking at a deeper level so you can have a much more abundant relationship with money. Awesome. We can all use a healthier relationship with money. That is for sure. Well, Michelle, it's been so awesome. I want to say to our listeners, I want to say, don't forget to share the love. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And if you prefer to watch our episodes, you can head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to our channel. Michelle Molitor, it has been awesome. And I got your name right again, I believe. So I feel extra yeah, awesome. You get bonus points for Bob. <laughs> I get bonus Bob. points. Michelle, seriously, it's, it's been delightful to have you. I, I've loved this conversation. I hope our listeners take some actions and move towards a more fulfilling life and get really conscious and intentional about the life they want to have. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Bob. It's been my sincere pleasure to be here with you today. Um, It's been a, a fabulous conversation and I look forward to sharing it out with all my peeps too. Awesome. 